on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The horses are at the gate. Welcome to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. With the weekend coming up, this is the spot to be for news, handicapping, and spotlights featuring the winners behind horse racing today. Now, here's your host, Ed Meyer. And good evening and welcome to Winning Ponies. I'm your host, Ed Meyer, and thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule, as always, to join us each and every Thursday at p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, as we talk about the Sport of Kings. Hot as blazes across the U.S. Had some cancellations of tracks. I don't think they were pulling the uh, pulling the leg. I mean, it was hot. Really tough on the horse flesh about this time of year. Mother Nature must have been P.O.'d at us. But from what I understand, at least in my neck of the woods in the Kentucky area, it's supposed to get a little cooler, only in high 80s this past uh, or this upcoming weekend. This past week's been ugly. But, hey, enough complaining. Let's look for the positive. A track priest told me the other day, this is a little preview for all sinners and people who did not attend Mass, as he took his glasses off and looked at me twice. Hmm. What do you think about them apples? You like apples? How about them apples? Good stuff. It's always going on in Winning Ponies. I was off last week as I turned another year older. So belated happy birthday to me. Celebrated just like an old man does, just taking it easy. I'd say I've been blessed with good friends, a job I love. My dad is my best friend, and my son, Gus, who gives me gray hair and and helps keep me young. So I'm a pretty lucky guy, and I get to talk to you each and every Thursday about the Sporty Kings, working some great guys and winning ponies. Life just doesn't get any better than this, except for a handful of winners. Tonight on the docket, do a little recap what would happen last weekend. Some biggins. Have our special guest of the week, noted veterinarian, man is respected in his profession, Dr. John Piowitz. Call him Dr. Blue Eyes. We'll get into that a little later on. News and final furlong handicapping. My favorite part. Well, it's all my favorite part. I like it all from yo to go. Well, let's jump right into the recap of last week. I was playing, so were you. Belmont, race number nine on July 3rd. Suburban handicap agreed to a mile and eight on the dirt. Winners of six, Haynesfield, Ramon Dominguez. Keeneland sales purchase win by two and three-quarter lengths. Three wide, when ready, drew clear. Now, this is a little bit of a surprise here. Ramon Dominguez, he only paid nine ninety to win, but he beats I Want Revenge, who's in a powerhouse entry with pictorial. I want revenge. Bobbled after the break. That's a playback in this race. Haynesfield, congratulations, Ramon Dominguez for Steve Asmussen, 990 to win. But there's two playbacks in this race. Convocation, Kenta Sormo, and I want revenge with Go Go Joe Talamo. Bobbled after the break. That was the Suburban. Very nice race. Take a look at the end of the year. 
Suburban always plays a part in the big races. Churchill Downs, race nine on July 3rd, the Locust Grove, a grade three, a mile on the weeds, 100,000 up for grabs. Winners of six, Danzon, Alex Solis in the irons, wins by a dirty nose. In traffic, most of the race, if not all of the race, at the three ace, just got out. 1480 to win for James Baker. Beats the odds on favorite, and that would be Acoma with Robbie A, who led late. But just couldn't get it done. Danzon wears him down. Churchill Downs, race 10, July 3rd. The Bashford Manor, grade three, two-year-olds. This is one you want to pay attention, boys and girls. Pay attention and write it down in pen. My old man picked up Super Saver about this time last year. 100 grand, up for grabs. Winner of the Bashford Manor is the three Cantharos. Robbie Alvarado for this Keeneland sales purchase. Wins by nine and a half lengths. Stumbled, ridden out. Right now he is on my derby shortlist, but you know what? That means nothing because a lot can happen between now and then. But right now, Cantheros, ultimately impressive, winning maiden break by 11 and change. The other day, a grade three in the Bashford Manor. Nine and a half. He's on my derby shortlist. I like that. But then so is Lou Brissy. Corey Lannery was aboard, ran second. Chase this guy all the way around. I think Lou Brissy's only going to get better and better. Cantheros, trained by, you got it, Steve Asmussen. Then onward to Mammoth, race number 10, the Betfair TVG. Wow, that's a mouthful. United Nations State, grade one. This is always one to note, especially around Breeders' Cup. Who did what in the United Nations? Mile and three ace on the weeds. $760,000 guaranteed. Winners the eight, Chinshore, Irish bred by Marju, out of Jarama. Ridden by Garrett go, 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 Gomez, right to the winner's circle. Wins by a length and a half, swung wide, going away very easily for Carlos Lafion Parias. Chinchon, very impressive. Take the points, Edgar Prado. I took the points, I took the bet, he ran second, but you know what? Chinchon, nothing to be taken away. Race 11 in Monmouth, the grade three, Salvatore Mile, Mile in the Dirt, 250K. Winners the five, gone astray, Cornelio Velasquez between the years, winning by five. Vigorous hand urging, 1620 to win for Shug McGay. Race four, let's go to Woodbine, the achievement stake, six on the all weather, 150 grand. Winners of three, Essence Hitman, the beautiful Chantel Sutherland, and ultra talented. I may say so myself. Wins by a length and three quarters. Set pace under a hand ride. She does incredibly well in Woodbine. Just, just incredibly well. The gals for years have done well up there. Emma Jane, I was just going to mention her. She runs second there. It was girls' day right there, and they, they taught the old boys a lesson. Essence Hitman, 280 to win for Audrey Capucci. Sixth at Woodbine, the Charlie Barley Stakes, a mile on the weeds, 100 grand. Winner is the eighth, so elite, Jono Jones, longtime Canadian rider, wins by two, forced out and ridden out, paying 550 to win. There's nickel breakage for you for Mark Cassie, longtime, longtime Canadian strong hand. Race eight at Woodbine, the Clarendon Stakes, five and a half on the all weather, 150,000. Winner is the eight, sensational slam. These are for two year olds. And these are also ones you're going to want to watch. Patrick Husman awards sensational slam wins by a neck. In range, up late, driving down the lane, 490 to win for 
Todd Pletcher. He knows no boundaries. Mammoth, New York, California, Arapaho, you name it, he goes there where the money is that nice little two-year-old sensational slam. Naval attack run a beautiful race running second there. Very good effort indeed with Emil Ramsamy aboard. Hollywood race four on July 3rd. Royal Heroin grade two. Got to have her. Tyler Bays aboard wins by a half. Three wide in the stretch. Led very, very, very game indeed. 420 to win for Janine Shahadi. Race eight at Hollywood. The American Oaks a grade one. A mile and a quarter on the weeds. 250000 bucks. Winner is the four harmonious Martin Garcia, one-time deli worker. This guy can really horseback. Not only did we see him aboard Bob Baffert's rangy animals, I mean, anytime Martin Garcia is aboard, he definitely needs a look. Wins by a length and a quarter with harmonious three wide into the lane. Seven bucks for your bet. John Sheriffs, I think he trained me to run. So that's what actually happened last week. We'll run down real quick with the biggins. Friday, July 2nd, 169, total biggins. Boys winning ponies doing yeoman's task here. Leading the pack was Canterbury, race 7, Superfecta, 17,494, 40. And then, wow, wow, wow. Saturday, July 3rd, 210 total biggins. Woodbine, race 5, a Superfecta, 19,246.80. That's pretty good shooting up there, and I think they call it a triactor or a superfactor actor. They've definitely got some cool names. Sunday, July 4th, Flagstaff Race 8, a superfecta, 18,111.20. Flagstaff. Monday, July 5th, the weekend goes on. 116 total biggins. Fort Erie Race 6, a superfecta, 7,687.70. Tuesday, July 6th, 51 total biggins. Penn National raises three through five, a pick three. 4,941 even. Wednesday, July 7th, 35 total biggins. Delta Downs, race number two. Superfecta Key, 7,373.40. And Thursday, July 8th, that's today. And trust you me, they're not done because there's more races kicking. Riodoso Downs, race number seven, a Superfecta Key. 2,939.80, right behind it. Riodoso in race 12, a Superfecta, 2,755.80, right behind it. Arlington, race number 7, a Super High 5, 2,755.60. The second and third highest on today were separated by 20 cents. Now, that's pretty good shooting. That's pretty good shooting, if you ask me. So, you got a little recap. I, I took a little busman's holiday. I have to tell you, I was playing some races. Now, I'd be lying to say that I did. But you know what? You get a, you get a birthday because I think it comes once a year. I'm pretty sure it does. But you have to enjoy it, and you have to take it for all it's worth. And when you get as old as I do, you've got to enjoy it. And I have to say that even though I was off, still enjoyed my time. And thanks to the Winning Ponies guys who cut me some slack. They uh, let me enjoy my day. And I uh, won a couple bucks. It's always fun. It's always fun to win a couple bucks. So you've been caught up with the recast. You've been caught up with the biggins. Now we're going to be heading into the second segment. We're going to be going there very, 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 very shortly. And I think you're going to enjoy our second segment as always. That's when we have our special guest of the week on. Join us this week is Dr. John Piewitz, respected veterinarian. I believe 15 years. He might be fibbing there. But we're, we're just going to put his feet to the fire, and we're really going to get down and dirty and 
find out the inside out on this one. One-time horse trainer. I think he's held many, many, many hats in the world of racing, but a very respected member of our profession, one of the nice guys. You always hear me say that about so many people because I haven't met too many bad guys or gals. Or, or, or folks, because racing is a world unto itself. But I think you're going to enjoy listening to Dr. John, and he's got a special nickname. Yep, I'm going to bring it out a little later. I don't know if his wife knows. I don't know if the public knows. But here, in front of millions and millions and millions, we're going to talk to Dr. John about his special, special nickname. It is time to head out to a first break. And when we return, the doctor is in, Dr. John P. Witts will be joining us as our special guest of the week. But you're only going to hear it if you stay tuned for more Winning Ponies. Well, I walk into the room, passing out $100 bills, and it kills and it thrills like the horns on my Silverado grill. And I buy the bar, double round the crown, and everybody's getting down in this town. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. And they're off. What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of Horse Stradamus, handicapper extraordinaire with the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. Do you need directions to solid financial future? If so, the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, for the Money Answer Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Think of the world 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it will be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. Entrepreneurial Insights is your weekly excursion into the world of business ownership. Presented by Sunbelt Business Brokers, the leading business brokerage and intermediary firm in the world, Entrepreneurial Insights will examine critical issues that impact both existing and prospective business owners. If you own or want to own a small business, listen for Entrepreneurial Insights with John Davies, Pino Boccinello, and Matt Ottaway. Fridays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. school to the pros we we cover everything everything. let your voice be heard voice america sports 
tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, Ed Meyer. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with Ed or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to ed at winningponies.com. Now back to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. Welcome back to Winning Ponies. Thank you for taking your time to be with us, because without you, there'd be no us, and Winning Ponies knows that. I do, and uh, we're, we're very grateful that you take your time each and every week to join us. This is our second segment, and this week is no different. Joining us this week is Ohio veterinarian, I believe former horse trainer, a man who looks for the betterment of our sport, Dr. John Piawitz. Doctor, are you there? Yes, I am, Ed. Good evening to you. And you as well, sir. And th- hey, thanks for taking your time out, Dr. John. It was hot as blazes in, a, in the Ohio area, I believe, where you were applying your trade today. Yeah, we got to a little low 95. It's kind of, uh, we're in a sauna here, so that's Summer River Downs. But, you got uh, that right. First of all, I want to uh, wish you a happy birthday and let you know, get you one year closer to being in the crease on or over the 45 team. <laughs> Is there any type of shot that you can give me to make me move around or maybe drop some weight? Is there anything? I mean, actually, your... we need you to bulk up to cover the net a little bit more, so we need to work right. on that the next year. I love your optimism. <laughs> you, you know what? I, I don't have any. Yes, I do have a couple dollars, but it goes to you in the morning. Okay. <laughs> Doc, thanks so much for taking time away from your family uh, to, to join us, and uh, and I know you're your, your, your trade keeps you very, very busy. Doc, can you take a few minutes out to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and how you started into racing? Well, actually, when I started out, I, I went to The Ohio State University. Um, I actually studied political science in undergrad, wanted to be an attorney, spent two years with a law firm here in Cincinnati, um, and realized that man, I'm not an attorney, but in a, as a clerk sense in undergrad, and realized that man is the only species that starts its day by tying a noose around its neck. Um, <laughs> one of our clients was involved in a banking failure, um, was kind of on the cutting edge 20-some years ago, and I went to work on his farm and just kind of liked the horses, and uh, started out as a groom at River Downs. It was 1986, 1987 when I started that. Wow. Uh, you know, I, I like the analogy there of how we started our day, how, how, how true it is, and you know, I, I, I've been blessed with knowing so many wonderful people in the world of racing, and I, and I think they all pretty much have the same that same respect of uh i would rather uh, i'd rather be here than anywhere and and right. i'm glad in 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 the game of the game of racing thankful that you did actually uh put away uh put away your ties and uh, and the stay stay on the backside of racing there mm-hmm. Doc, you have a special name it follows you in your professional life probably to hockey games and hopefully at home Dr. Blue Eyes. Are you the next Sinatra of the racing world? Well, I don't know. I can't carry a tune in a briefcase, but uh, <laughs> they do say my eyes look like him, so I don't know. Uh, as my hair grays, they lose their ability to mesmerize women, but other than that, hopefully my wife's not listening. <laughs> <laughs> you better be careful there, my boy, or uh, we're both going uh, to be needing a shot to sharpen us both up. But That's right. Whenever I hear of Dr. Blue Eyes, it's suddenly Dr. P. was suddenly Dr. It's Dr. Blue Eyes, and uh, and the ladies actually do refer to that. You know what? And gentlemen as well. We're going to be fair across the board. Gentlemen refer to you as Dr. Blue Eyes as well. But I'm going to call you Dr. John, and as a vet, day in and day out, the, the duties that are performed by yourself and or if you, if you have a staff or any others that work with you, that of which I did not know of, what are some of the day-to-day duties you perform on thoroughbreds? Oh, well, some of the day-to-day duties, we start our day 
um, oh, about 5, 36 o'clock at Turfway Park. We check on uh, horses that may have worked or raced the day before to make sure that they're, so, you know, that they didn't come out of the races or works with any injuries. We deal usually with any um, illnesses. Horses, like children, like to get sick in the middle of the night, or um, <laughs> unlike children, they like to get injured in the stall in the middle of the night. So usually that's the beginning of it. And then we just kind of go through our routine, um, just checking on the injuries and checking on the status of our patients. Doc, uh, you mentioned Turfway Park. You know, I've, mm-hmm. I've, I've had the, uh, the wonderful opportunity working at uh, Riverdance and Turfway Park, uh, one a little longer than the other. Turfway now is a synthetic uh, revolutionary uh, in the game now. Uh, the, one, of the, one of the very first actually uh, put down the surface. Are you seeing any specific injuries from polytrack that, that you feel may be, uh, may be leaning towards that, uh, that special surface? You know, I, I can't really pinpoint any specific injury. We get specific types of injuries on polytrack versus dirt types of tracks, and, and I've been uh, at Turfway, well, and River long enough to re- be, remember when we had the old frozen tracks in the winter and the current polytrack. Um, you tend to get a little more soft tissue injuries with polytrack um, than you do the, the dirt tracks. But you rarely tend to get catastrophic breakdowns on polytrack. Usually, you know well, we did have one incident last winter when somebody who was not in the industry themselves or more of a managed, well, I don't want to say management, more of a regulatory type mm-hmm. situation banned toe grabs front and back on horses at polytrack or at, in Kentucky, and we started to see some rotational explosive injuries of the left front forelimb um, after two weeks of that. Uh, another veterinarian and myself went and spoke with management, and they started allowing rear toe grabs again. So, But other than any specific injury on polytrack, no, I have not seen anything that I would say this is absolutely polytrack-related. You know, for for some trainers, they were, they were coming up with a complaint of the track was actually balling up. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know, does this affect the frog or the, the, way they, the way they move or carry themselves? Well, when polytrack gets below a certain temperature... And I've always said just because we can run doesn't always mean we should when it gets below 20 or 22 degrees. And when polytrack gets below a certain temperature, it tends to congeal. Um, remember, there is a little petroleum base in it um, in the sand. Perhaps it's a forerunner of the Gulf of Mexico right now. Um, or maybe we can get our future polytrack there. But um, it tends to ball up in the bottom of the foot, almost like cutting a softball in half and putting it um, you know, around the shoe area around the foot area, sole area. So that makes it pretty unstable at that time. You know, I, I have heard that, and I was even hearing some of the, I'm not going to say old-time remedies, but uh, people were spraying, uh, say, like a synthetic uh, PAM that was, you'd use, use in your cooking spray for nonstick. Uh, was that being applied, do you know? That was being applied. Uh, other people use silicone spray. Some people use motor oil. Really, you know, there were a variety of... Uh, remedies and there, there wasn't really a something you, you could point at a horse and say this is the foot confirmation that's going to ball up it was just kind of sporadic and there really you know wasn't any rhyme or reason to it other than the temperature variance trainers to me are, are just are so interesting I, I could i have two ears and one big mouth and i could just listen to them go on and on i especially love listening to the old timers and once once ago a million years ago Mm-hmm. An old-time trainer told me that a solid conditioner needs three things, sonny boy, or he really called me fat boy. Mm-hmm. He said they need a calendar, they mm-hmm. need a phone of a good farrier, 
mm-hmm. and they need the best veterinarian you can call. And he said, with that, you're 80% on your way to being a trainer. Well, you need the horse. That's part of the, the big thing. Every, <laughs> well, you you know, know, it, and it's just like you and me, Ed. Uh, people, there's a lot of stuff going on in the industry right now about medications. And uh, what I tell people is there's no way you can medicate me, feed me, beat me, or train me to make me line up against an NFL athlete of any position, including punter, and beat him in a 40-yard dash. I think you could go with a punt. Well, some of these punters are pretty tough. They're yeah. tougher than a – they're harder than a coffin nail, and I, I wouldn't want to fool with any of them. I, I, you know what? When I'm watching them on TV, I'm okay. Well, being you know, from Cincinnati, maybe Shane Grand, but he'd miss the finish <laughs> line. But <laughs> You know what? I, I – I'm, as I've said, I'm getting older, Doc, and, and I'm really starting to question my ability just to make it down to the men's room at a, at a full gate here. Safety being an issue that we mm-hmm. all take very seriously in racing. Now, fans, uh, that, we, that we hope that you know, they're taking it as uh, serious as we are and they care. What are some of the issues you feel, or in your opinion, that we need to address as far as safety? Well, I, you know, there, oh, it's multifactorial. We could spend a week just discussing it. A couple issues that I, I personally have at heart are that one is the people who are training the horses aren't the ones selecting them at the sales. We have a lot of agents out there, and I'm probably making a lot of them mad right now. Um, they go and they buy a pretty horse. They spend a lot of an owner's money knowing they're going to get their 5% on the purchase price. And then they hand it off to a trainer um, who employs a farrier and a veterinarian and then expect us to um, work miracles with a horse that really was a bad product to begin with. Um, I think the ethics at the sale ought to be very important, and I think they need some kind of registration or certification of agents at that point when it comes to buying and selling horses. Um, I always say, you know, sometimes people's bills get a little high with us and they get mad, but I always say don't blame the mechanic when Ford builds you a lousy truck. Mm -hmm. And so that's one of the things. The other thing that's in the forefront of the, the whole thing that I have a personal interest in, obviously, is medication and racehorses and, uh, well, I certainly do not advocate anything that would increase a horse's performance or um, misrepresent that horse to the public. I do think that these are living individuals, and they deserve, especially as they age through, through their career, um, they deserve the medications that modern science has put out there. Not necessarily on race day, but we need to be able to take care of them. You make mention of that, and I read more and more about false positive, find and suspended trainers. Can you shed a little light on what's happening, what's going on? I mean, state by state, it seems like it's in whatever rag you read, the racing form, whatever it is, about false positive or suspended trainers on medication. Well, years ago, um, a lot of the states had different medication rules, and we went by, you know, the old adage, when in Rome, do as the Romans do, so we'd call the Romans, say, in Indiana or West Virginia and say, hey, what's the withdrawal on this? What's the withdrawal on that? Mm -hmm. And by withdrawal, I mean, um, let me backtrack a little bit. I had a discussion with the chairman of a racing commission um, last year at Turfway Park. It wasn't Kentucky. It was another state. And he said, we need to ban drugs in racing. And I said, okay, what drugs? Do we stop treating the sick horses, the horse that steps on a rock on the way to the track a week ago? Do I stop treating him? What do I do? Um, And he couldn't come up with an answer. So that's the mentality is keep everything out of the system of a horse. However, there are some pharmaceutical agents um, that I may administer today that in October are detectable in their blood at a certain level. doesn't affect performance, but still detectable. 
I mean, we all had a friend in college who smoked uh, a little bit of something illegal, and drug test-wise, 90 days later, he'd still test positive on it. Uh, so some states are going to what are known as zero thresholds. Other states have thresholds uh, where they say, you know, under a nanogram, which a nanogram is equivalent to a drop of water in an Olympic-sized swimming pool, we feel there's not any performance-affecting effects of the drugs, so we're not going to call positive. And the, the real trap is a lot of states don't give you any guidance on withdrawals of those times or what those thresholds are. So you can go back to the drug manufacturer and say, hey, I gave Equiox, which is a, a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory, uh, equivalent to something like a leave in humans. I gave Equiox 10 days ago. Am I going to be okay with this horse running? And you, you kind of fly by the seat of your pants. So that's one of those things that us as veterinarians are trying to get in the forefront and say, hey, we realize on race day these things don't need to be in the horse's system. But right now, I can't predict with even a 90% certainty that administering this or, say, a tranquilizer to shoe a horse today is going to be out of his system in a week or two weeks or three weeks. And and there there are several trainers, uh, and and one of them is very famous, has, you know, 100 or 200 horses across the country that uh, trains his horses occasionally on ace promazine. Um, He says primarily keep his workers' comp rates down. And acepromazine is a mild sedative. Some states, um, Louisiana, I think it's a two-day withdrawal. A state like Indiana, it's a 10-day withdrawal. Some other states, it's up to a 30-day withdrawal. My goodness. And then a great case is Todd Pletcher's uh, Breeders' Cup positive, and I forget the horse's name that ran second in the Breeders' Cup race, um, that tested positive for procaine. Uh, Procaine is commonly in penicillin. The withdrawal in California was 21 days. They had documented that the horse had been withdrawn at 25 days by veterinary records. Um, the horse subsequently ran second in Breeders' Cup race and tested positive for it. And Todd did a suspension over that, and they gave back a couple hundred thousand dollars in purse money for just trying insane. to take care of the welfare of the horse. To, to me, this seems insane, and, and it doesn't seem consistent. D- May I ask, have you conducted any seminars, webinars, or, or on your site of any way, shape, or form? Is there a, basically a, a question, answer, and or a, a little more direction? Uh, trainers are, are very, very talented, and, and they're very hardworking. From the blue collar to the, uh, to the marquee trainers we see on TV, Mm-hmm. Do you find yourself giving any type of seminar or explanation of how to prepare? This just seems insane to me. I mean, there's no consistency across the board. There's no consistency. And one of the things, and I was involved in a lawsuit, which um, a, an open records lawsuit with the state of Kentucky with the Horse Racing Commission that the judge two weeks ago ordered them to release a document to me that basically stated the thresholds of medications um, in Kentucky, meaning anything below that level you're negative, anything above it, you're positive, um, which is something that we've been trying to get for years just to say, okay, here it is. It's like drunk driving. They, they say they didn't want to release it in the public interest, but the judge is forcing them to release it or ask them to. It depends if they appeal it or not. Um, but it's like drunk driving. If you judge Clarence Thomas, and not to say that he drinks, but I'm just yeah. using him as an example, and you're .081, you're guilty. You've been arrested for drunk driving. If you're Charles Manson and you're out on parole and you're .079, you're not guilty, 
of the of drunk driving well in the state of kentucky um they would say okay you're positive and you'd say okay what's the threshold well we're not telling you so it's essentially arresting you for something or fining you or suspending you for something without telling you exactly what they'll tell you the medication was in the horse's system what your level is but they won't tell you what the permitted level is and I, um, I find the communication seems so poor. Well, so in during this hearing, they basically said their, their, their gist was that they didn't want to provide that because they didn't want to allow people the right to cheat or, or enable them to cheat. Uh, my counterargument to that is, number one, we're just trying to practice and take care of the health and welfare of the horse. Um, and number two is um, that, that that's not prov- if their thresholds are set at a level that doesn't affect performance, then we're not cheating. I, I'm st- I'm still befuddled. I and and I could see the poor trainers for so many times that they they work so hard and they, they you know they they prepare their animals and mm-hmm. and and thank God that, that actually that we, that we have a good man in their corner and and I just wish that there was. I'm sure there are plenty others, but I, but in, in the state that I that I actually work and I see the horsemen day in and day out and and they need the purse money. And right. I would hate to see it taken away from an inconsistent law, or excuse me, not law, forgive me, from inconsistent uh, record there. What made me jump 10 to 15 to 25 days, my goodness, depending on, because you're chasing the purses now, you could be right. anywhere at any time. You, you, could, you, could, you could really be in trouble. You know, a simple drug like venipulmin, which helps um, dilate bronchioles on on animals with you know because of the environment we put horses in respiratory diseases are very common um exercise induced pulmonary hemorrhage is very common due to the breeding of animals taste, uh, tracing back through eclipse who was a bleeder um and his sire was a bleeder uh but anyways um a, a thing like venipulmin again you're looking at four days in ohio kentucky you're looking at seven days in indiana two days in louisiana um who knows what it is in new york i mean you know there's just um the days of entering off the overnight or a guy calling saying, hey, do you want to ship here and run, uh, are really difficult for trainers these days. Mm-hmm. And the larger outfits really, it surprises me with people um, like Steve Asmussen or Todd Pletcher or Wayne Lucas or Mike Maker or somebody to that extent, um, that there aren't more positives for these routine therapeutic drugs. I always like to hear, <laughs> I always call them conspiracy theories when uh, you hear that some of the betting public, uh, they've got the good juice or they've got the magic potion. But you take a look at a Steve Asmussen, and, and he has so many horses out there. I agree. I, I find it, uh, find it that, that it wouldn't be happening every other day, if not uh, on a daily basis, just on sheer number of animals that you have in your in your, uh, in, in your barn or operation i should say doc you alluded to a few medications uh mm-hmm. can you give us maybe the uh, four or five that uh from the betting public standpoint that they would hear in what they do okay well obviously lasix which helps attenuate uh bleeding uh horses suffer from something called exercise induced pulmonary hemorrhage as do human marathon runners which is a, a breaking of the small capillaries in the lungs and, and subsequent blood coming up um, through the trachea uh, so Lasix obviously will help with that, and there's a great double-blind placebo-controlled study out of South Africa, oh, that was released about three months ago. Um, I think you can link on the Blood Horses webpage to that Lasix study to pr- that proves its efficacy or that it's effective in stopping bleeding. Um, depending on the state, they may declare an adjunct bleeder medicine. 
something like Amicar or Carbazochrome or any of the conjugated estrogens. And again, that's on a state-by-state basis. Ohio allows only Amicar. Kentucky allows two of four of the um, additional bleeder medications. Um, Some states, Indiana, doesn't allow it at all. Um, So it really depends, again, on the state you're going into. Um, Obviously, Butte, Banamine, Ketofen are your non-steroidal anti-inflammatories. We're allowed to administer one of those at 24 hours, depending on the state. Another variation is you're not allowed to use it in two-year-olds in Pennsylvania. So, again, that goes into the shipping and knowing where you're going to. Um, Those are on the basis of something like an Aleve or an aspirin or an ibuprofen. Mm -hmm. Now, I've I've heard uh, many, many trainers, they talk about ACE. ACE. Yes. ACE promazine is just a mild tranquilizer that we use a lot of times, like I said uh, earlier, to, to train horses on or to sedate them for, a, you know, just a mild procedure. Mm-hmm. W- would that be something you would use, say, if a horse was to van from, uh, say, Cincinnati to Chicago? You know, again, you got to look at your withdrawal on it. If you're vanning up just to ship him up there and let him train for a while and then enter him, yes. If you're you know that uh, today's Friday, we're going to ship this to Chicago for a race on Sunday, then no. There are other agents out there that, with the, that are more rapidly metabolized by the body. They're not stored in the fat. So, I mean, there are other agents that you would use. But, again, it drops back to where are we running and when. I, I, I see the trainers, their job is getting harder and harder and harder exponentially. It's it's incredible. Not only do they have to keep up with the, the health and welfare and the training and of the animal, but now, uh, literally, I mean, they, they have to become a veterinarian assistant to practically, especially if they're going to be doing some plenty of out-of-state shipping. Well, you hire somebody that you trust um, that has a good network of friends in other jurisdictions. You know, it's nothing for me um, on any given day to ship a horse to seven different jurisdictions. Um, especially from Turfway during the summer. Uh, we're not running there, but, again, Indiana's close, Pennsylvania's close, West Virginia's close, Ohio, Illinois, um, trying to think of Maryland occasionally, New York. Um, years ago when Patrick B. and Cone was there, we would ship to Florida and Texas from here. They would fly normally from here. Um, so, But I have friends in all those cities that are practicing at those racetracks that if we're in question, I can pick up the phone and call somebody in New York and say, hey, what's the withdrawal on ACE promising there? Or call somebody in Florida or Louisiana and say, what's the withdrawal down there? Well, thank goodness many trainers have you as a, as a consult for, uh, for, for making plans. And, you know, especially for the, for the trainers that are lucky enough to have the, uh, the stock that is, uh, the, that is competitive enough to, to ship out. And, right. and, and thanks, to, you know, to many people like yourself that actually, you know, keep our, keep our game safe. And, you know, and, and, uh, and I hate to read the word false positive and or suspension. I, I just... Well, we, we need that, to differentiate, if I may add here, the difference between therapeutic medication like an acepromazine, the Lasix, something that way, an environmental contaminant that may be in there, um, and somebody actually trying to break the laws. You know, uh, the old cocaine pauses from 20 years ago, or, you know, there's some reports now of snail toxins. Uh, Iconotide is the uh, drug name that's being used um, by some unscrupulous individuals. There's definitely no place in that for ra- in racing, no matter what. What was the, the hot topic? Now, I don't even know if it uh, really existed, or I'm sure you would be able to... Uh, the, the cobra venom. The cobra venom. Actually, uh, well... 
Dr. Stewart got railroaded, and so did Patrick on that whole deal, uh, or in my opinion, I should say, to keep the, the lawyers from that. Um, at that time, cobra venom was an accepted method of uh, nerving a horse's feet on the standard bread side. It was even listed in the regulation. Um, cobra venom actually was an old-school method that had been around for 50 or 60 years to block horses' feet or to nerve horses' feet. And uh, I never messed with it because I was always afraid of sticking myself with it and falling over in a frothing heap. But um, I know veterinarians who did. There was a trainer in Kentucky, and uh, he shipped him from New York in the early 90s. And uh, and I'm going to need a lot of direction and correction here. And he was doing something with the frogs. I cutting them or trimming them down? They were cutting them out, and then they were standing the horses in, I believe it was white gas. Under the impression that to make them um, that their their frogs would hurt, so whenever they would set them down, they would pick up their feet faster. Huh. And they did uh, crack down on him, rightfully so, pretty heavily on that. You know that I liken that to soaring in uh, um, one of the other breed registries. You know, there's just no place for that. Again, we have to take care of the horses. That should be first and foremost. I can't agree with you more, Doc. Doc, if I may ask you one final question, sure. uh, Dr. Blue Eyes, uh, for someone that wants to enter your profession, actually we have an intern that I believe is going to possibly shadow you for uh, a few days, and mm-hmm. uh, she is a spectacular young lady, and I think she's going to be an asset to racing once she finds her feet. Other than school, what should someone do if they want to prepare themselves to be an effective professional such as yourself? You know, I think two, two of the things that helped me through my career one is actually starting on the ground as a groom. Um, I think that helped me understand the horse better and the horse's environment and what they actually go through. And it also helped me um, understand the employees on the racetrack. So if I come up with a treatment protocol that says, stand this horse in ice six times a day, I know that's not going to happen, and I know that's not fair to the groom. So I think that's very important. The second part is to find an older veterinarian. I'm not that old yet, but there's a veterinarian in Beulah Park Um, Dick Nelson, that when I was in vet school, would allow me to come with him and just learn things that they don't teach you in school, which which is really important. They're going to teach you how to do this and how to do that in an ideal world, but when you sit out and you look at a a racehorse and you know that an owner's funds are limited or a trainer's funds are limited um, and you can only take two x-rays or two pictures of that horse instead of the whole series of 200 they want you to take in vet school, you better know which two to take. And, and teaming up with somebody um, certainly uh, was just immensely valuable to me. Well, Dr. John, on behalf of Winning Ponies, we'd like to thank you for taking your time and enlightening us. I've found it incredibly, just incredibly enlightening as far as uh, from a fan's perspective. And, uh, and you know, what you think you know, uh, you talk to professional, and you realize what you really didn't know. But thank you for taking time away from your busy schedule and time for family to be with us. We'd like to wish you and yours the best on and off the track, and I know I'm going to see you at the races, Dr. Well, Blue Eyes. Well, thank you, Ed, and I hope to see you in the crease soon. we got to get you fitted for the pads now. <laughs> Party road door, move over.
<laughs> Thanks, Doc. I Thank appreciate you. it. We'll be seeing you at the races. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Yes, sir. Dr. Piewitz, man of racing and a whole lot of fun. And uh, in the blue eyes, I still think he could be the next Sinatra of the veterinarian world. And uh, what a nice guy. Well, time to head into a break. When we return, we're going to be talking a little bit of news, a little final furlong handicapping here on Winning Ponies. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move oh, on. I just, and I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with WinningPonies.com, the home of Horstradamus, handicapper extraordinaire with the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry, let WinningPonies.com make some money for you. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. Spin It with Chuck Foreman has a spin on so much that's going on. It will be hard to fit it all into the promo. We'll talk about the weekend games, what to look forward to, hot topics in the news. Spin It Old School, which gives a back-in-the-day approach from Chuck. A no-spin zone where Chuck gives an unbiased opinion and lets you do the same. Chuck will be taking us around town and around the world with news, happenings, and more. It's football, news, and happenings. Tune in for Spin It with Chuck Foreman. Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball, deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's a tough shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, Ed Meyer. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with Ed or his guests, phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to ed at winningponies.com. Now back to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. And welcome back once again to Winning Ponies. I'm Ed Meyer, and thank you for tuning in. Hope you caught Doc Piewitz. That was a whole lot of fun. I'll tell you what, uh, just about when you start thinking you got a handle on the game as a layman, as a better, you learn something new each and every day. Now, if you listen to the, the drugs, the medications, now, granted, we're not going to be actually, 
you know, employing this, but uh, it's nice to know what actually trainers have to do and what they use them for. And actually, when you hear the word ACE and BUTE and LASIX, you know what they're used for. So uh, thanks to Dr. Piowitz. Uh, Dr. Blue Eyes, as uh, many of us call him, and uh, he, he made it quite quite interesting, and he actually broke it down for the, the layman enjoy, which means I enjoyed it because I'm just a layman. All right, we're going to do a little news from around around the nation, I, and, and I draw a breath on this one. Bad news. Turfway drops a Kentucky Cup, and in, in an ominous move, officials at Turfway Park on Wednesday announced that Kentucky Cup series has been dropped for the 2010 season because of continued financial duress at the Florence-Kentucky track. The track will also eliminate Wednesday racing from its fall meet, leaving 16 dates instead of 20. It's going to go from September 9th to October 3rd, right around the corner here. Only one stakes, the $100,000 Turfway Fall Championship or Breeders' Cup Challenge race remains on the schedule. Turfway President Bob Ellison, who's been our guest a few times in the past, citing financial difficulties at the track, forced to make deep cuts. And they were especially disappointed to have to drive the Kentucky Cup Day of Champions since 1994. Here's some of the runners that have come out of that day of racing. Tabasco Cat, Thunder Golf, Silver Charm, Street Sense, Boston Harbor, Re-race, Serena Song, and how about my favorite point given? It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. They're going to start at 5.30. We can post at 1.10. Keeneland, purse cuts. Purse cuts at Keeneland. You are hearing me correctly. They're announcing a $1 million cut from its fall meat purses. This should serve as a wake-up call to those that are facing the state's industry crisis here. This is not a joke, boys and girls. Keeneland cutting a million dollars from a 15-day meet. For those that didn't believe, it's for real. Sadly, Ellis Park's going to be first on the docket. And if it doesn't shape up, they're going to go by the wayside. Then Turfway Park, as you just heard me mention. Listen to this. Among the latest cuts, the Grade 1 Breeders Cup Futurity, the Alcibiades, the Queen Elizabeth II, dropped from 500000 to 400000 They're dropping. They're not going to attract the, the quality horses. This is Keeneland. Two 15-day boutique meets. Please pay attention. Kentucky is hurting. Three jockeys injured in a racing accident at Canterbury. Scott Stevens, Paul Nolan, and Don Proctor. And according to Jeff Madey, actually had the pleasure of meeting him when he was just a young lad up at Canterbury. And boy, did they make a great decision of keeping him aboard. He reports that six horses were making a turn at the Shakopee track when Scott Stevens' horse fell from a leg injury, leaving the paddock. He had to be airlifted. Brother to Gary Stevens. The other two, Paul Nolan and Don Proctor, are going to be okay. Stevens, it's going to take a little while longer. Let's keep our fingers crossed on that. Churchill Downs by the numbers, according to Jenny Reese. The weather in the low 80s, low humidity, everything was great. Terrific Kentucky Oats, blind luck, rallying to beat that evening jewel. Super Saver and Burrell in the Derby. Tom McCarthy's one-horse stable general quarters taking the Woodford Reserve Classic. Those are some really cool things. Nighttime racing. A whole lot of fun down at Churchill. Let's do some final furlong handicapping on Saturday in the 4th at Belmont. I don't think they beat the one in the 4th at Belmont. Tahitian Warrior 3-5, to five, Cornelia Velasquez, and Saeed Bin Sor. Second off a layoff. 
I don't think the Dubai jinx holds here, but I'm going to key Tahitian Warrior over the five. Global Force at 8-1 to one with Ramon Dominguez. And I'm going to go even a bigger exact with the 8 Grisonia with J.R. Velasquez at 8-1. to one. So I'm going to use the one over the 5-7. Tahitian Warrior looks like the real deal in the fourth race at Belmont. Fifth race at Belmont. To me, it's only one, and I'm going to lock it, load it, and I'm going to double up if I can. That is the five, Tom Kitten, five to two. Cornelio Velasquez for Seth Benzel, two for two in the money at Belmont, stretching out from a mile and 16th to a mile and an eighth on the inner track. Needs pace, and the four and the five should give it to him. A 48 half, and Tom Kitten goes right to the winner's circle. And then on to the ninth race at Belmont on the inner turf, the Man of War. Grade one, very nice race indeed. I like the four expansion at five to one. JJ Castellano for Chad Brown. Gio Ponte's in there at one to two, but I like the way expansion is moving here. A mile and a quarter to a mile and three eighths, three off, does very well on the inner track, which is extremely important. And last out, last two out were very nice works. I like expansion. I like JJ Castellano, and I love. Five to one, I think you'll get better. The tenth at Monmouth on Saturday, the battlefield, hundred thousand dollars. I like the five Banrock, three to one. Alan Garcia and Tom Bush beaten favorite last time out, three to one. Get it and get it good. In the eleventh at Monmouth, we got the Long Branch, one hundred seventy-five thousand, and this is going to be a good bet for me. The three trap shot, two to one, and Alan Garcia, Kieran McLaughlin. These guys are winning forty percent together. Heavily bet last time out and did not disappoint. This Florida bred, oh, the Gulfstream angle, anybody coming from Gulfstream has done well. First trip out from Gulfstream went to Belmont, wins by a solid four. Was This uh, son of Tappet was on the Triple Crown Trail. Trap shot, to me, looks like the one to beat here. Two to one, consider yourself lucky. Big doings down at Calder as we got a big weekend there in the eighth at Calder, the Azalea grade three. I like buckle up buttercup. Julian Lepru for Eddie Keneally. Tenth at Calder. And we got plenty of foot here. And for me, you know, the early foot set up, and it sets a very nice for congressional page. Robbie Alvarado and Michael Trombetta, when he ships down to Florida, he does very well. And uh, if you take a look back in the PP, he's went for five in a row, going for six. But uh, I think Congressional Page is coming back fresh and ready. This five-year-old gelded son by Orientate looks really, really good. Then we got the Princess Rooney of Grade 1. I love Warbling. And then at River Downs in the 11th race on Saturday, keep, keep your eyes peeled to no garlic in the Hoover Stakes. It's a $50,000 race, 7-5, Dean the Dream Sarvis or Dougie Cowens, and I see no garlic. Might be uh, it might be a two-year-old that might be worth watching. I'm going to use him over Reaver, and I'm going to use him over the six that is Rockwell Tory. But take a look at No Garlic. Added Hollywood, you got the Triple Brand in the six race, seven furlongs. I like Sangaree, and Sangaree is Martin Garcia and Bob Baffert. Need I say more? Because these guys team up and they do yeoman's task together. Rounding out my handicapping is the 8th at Hollywood, the Hollywood Gold Cup, and I don't think that they beat Rail Trip. Ra- Rafael Bejarano and Ron Ellis. Ron Ellis has been a guest on our show. 7 for 7 at Hollywood Park in the money. Ronnie Ellis and Bejarano, they team up just to do tremendous work. They're winning 40%, 60% in the money, and if you take a look at last year on June 13th, 
running a grade two race and ran second, comes back in the Hollywood Gold Cup and wins. And if you look at last race, the same grade two, prepping for the same action. Rail trip, bed early, and bed often. Well, time flies when you're talking thoroughbred racing, and tonight is definitely no exception. Winning ponies would like to thank our good friend, Dr. John Pewitz, or Dr. Blue Eyes, as his friends call him, as our special guest, and you for taking time to tune in. So until next week, stay cool, and may your winners be many, and your photos be few. Good luck and good night, everyone. Thanks for listening to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. We know the information from today's show will help you at the next post. Keep listening for more next Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.